Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, May 16, 2022. In Italy, the incidence of COVID cases continues to decline both nationally and in each and every region, while hospital bed occupancy rates remain stable and the number of deaths finally seems to go down. It seems that the curves have finally begun to fall decisively. Let's hope that it will be confirmed that way later on. For the first time since March, the number of positive Italians according to official data falls below 1 million. However, the worrisome news comes from the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, which describes as more contagious even for those who had previously suffered a coronavirus infection, including Omicron, the new subvariants of the virus discovered in Europe and which will become dominant in our continent in the coming months, making a new wave of coronavirus cases likely. At present, however, there is no indication of increased severity of COVID-19 symptoms for those who develop infection with these new subvariants. After two tragic years, uh, Italian tourism is regaining some optimism. There is great eagerness to return to Italy after two years of absence and the numbers of for April, May and June say so when Italy has a 10 point higher accommodation field rate than Spain, our traditional competitor. Not seen in years, there is a rebound, but now the challenge is to make this rebound structural. There is a return of foreign tourism, especially American, to hard cities. In the US market, we are at the numbers of two years ago. Americans love Italy and have returned to visit it. But the most important figure is about the Italians. They finally are restarting to take vacations and they stay in Italy. In fact, in the first four months of 2022, data on bookings for the summer on Italian beaches showed 470% growth over the same period in 2021. Also driving the rush of bookings is the greater freedom that will be enjoyed compared to last summer with fewer restrictions for COVID. The most popular month for vacations uh, remains August, where 40% of overall bookings are recorded, but the numbers point to growth for May and June as well. As in 2021, the most popular region is Puglia, ahead of Campania, Marche, Emilia-Romagna, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia and Calabria. The most popular destination for those planning long vacations is Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, with bookings lasting an average of 30 days. In second place are Emilia-Romagna, 10 days, Marche and Puglia, both with an average of 9 days. By contrast, the shortest beach vacations are in Campania and Liguria, 1 and 4 days. Even in the recovery of tourism, however, there is a problem, and it is not a small one. Many facilities after two years of downtime are having difficulty opening these weeks because they cannot find receptionists, cooks or waiters. <coughs> a lot of people have repositioned themselves job-wise in large retailers or as couriers. Many foreigners during the emergency have returned to their home countries. The latest figures say 387,000 workers are needed in the tourism field, with 40% seem to be unavailable with the unemployment rate at 8.3%, which for young people touches 24.5%. At the last positions among the 27 EU countries, the lack of personnel in the tourism industry highlights all the limitations of the Italian labor market, the shortcomings of the training system, and any insufficient connection with the educational world. Among the many reforms needed to make Italy, Italy grow, this is one of the most urgent. The need to replace incoming gas from Russia brings Italy back to the center of the European Union's strategies for energy autonomy. 
there are no definite plans yet, but the Italian government is considering the installation also in the south of Rigasi fire ships to transform the liquefied natural gas that comes and will increasingly come from America, but also from other countries around the world, joining the ones in Italy already working in Piombino in Tuscany and Ravenna in Emilia Romagna. The southern sites identified as most suitable are the ports of Brindisi and Tarato in Puglia, Porto Empedocle in Sicily and Gioia Tauro in Calabria. From the pipelines, in addition to methane, blue hydrogen from gas processing and green hydrogen from renewables could also arrive in the future. With Russia's aggression against Ukraine, Italy has rediscovered its role as a Mediterranean energy hub and consequently as a gateway to the European Union. It is a role we can play thanks to our connections with Libya, Algeria, Angola, Congo and Azerbaijan and in the future agreements will be signed with Egypt and Mozambique as well through alternative infrastructure to pipelines coming from Russia. Besides, southern Italian regions are the undisputed queens of wind energy. More than 80% of the energy produced by wind power plants in Italy is concentrated in five regions, and with three of them it reaches 50%. Apulia alone is worth 55.6% of the total, second is Campania with 17.1% of the total, while on the third step of the podium is Sicily with 14.7%. It is not for nothing that the supremacy is destined to be further strengthened if one looks at the new projects that have been presented in recent months, which mainly involve offshore facilities of Sardinia and Sicily. <coughs> Last but not least, ports are one of southern Italy's strengths, accounting for 46% of total Italian seaborne cargo traffic. But they are also a point of weakness because only 7 out of 34 in the south are connected to the national rail infrastructure. But thanks to recovery plan funds with projects being developed between now and the next 10 years, 11 ports, 11 airports and 5 intermodal centers will be connected with a spe special focus on the Italian south. Italy's population will shrink by 5 million within 30 years unless decisive steps are taken to increase the number of births, according to a study published by the Italian National Statistics Agency. The Covid pandemic hastened the long-running decline in Italy's birth rate. The 2021 numbers marked the 13th consecutive yearly fall and the lowest number since the unification of Italy in 1861. Besides, Italy is the European state with the highest percentage of over 65s. They are 23.5% of the population, while those over 80 are 7.6% of the total. The average age in the country is now 46. <coughs> to give a benchmark for comparison, at the time of fir the first census in 1951, it was 32. In this scenario, the repercussions on the world of work are significant. Growing old in Italy today compared to 20 years ago means more employment, plus 11%, autonomy and independence, plus 3.3%, better health prospects, plus 9.1%, and lower risk of poverty, minus 7.4%. The over 50s in Italy total employed population increased from 21.6% in 2002 to 38.5% in 2020, five points above the EU 27 average. Proportionally, the growth has been greater among women, pl plus 20 points, than among men, plus 15. A growing number of older people live in independent and autonomous solutions, plus 3.31%, with health steadily improving. The percentage of healthy years on life expectancy after age 55 has grown for both genders by 9.1 points, despite the pandemic. In this context, the older generation continues to be one of the main references. They contribute to household incomes, both in caring for grandchildren and or other children, plus 4.3% compared to 2010, but also in 
caring for other elderly of people with disabilities, often the spouse. Well, it's all for now. It's all for today. Please continue to stay safe and take care. If you can, please book a, a trip to, to Italy and come visit us. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was With Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.